At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. We've got a lot to go over today, including why why you may want to wait on getting a brand new shiny NVIDIA RTX card. And no, it has nothing to do with AMD. That actually is a very interesting story, one that is still developing. First, though, I, I do want to just... Put this out there, because this is a very sobering story. Because there's always been this great war between, basically, pranksters, actual security experts, and the scammers using ransomware. And this is a very sobering moment for those who choose to go into... Well, the scammer side of things. One that should be concerning. There has been a death reported all because of a ransomware attack on a German hospital. Specifically, it was an attack on the ambulance sort of dispatching software that's used. So they were trying to admit an emergency patient that was being picked up. They couldn't do so because of a ransomware attack, locking up the entire system. The hospital tried to get a hold of the scammers. The scammers, however, realizing that in fact... They have went and attacked a hospital, tried to quickly undo the damage they did. However, in that delay, the patient passed away. Slow freaking clap. It's just, what, what else can you say to this? We live in a world now where, in fact, everything we do, to one degree or another, uses some form of a computer. And yeah, you can go and lock it all up for a way to go be a jerk and try to make a quick buck. But just think for a second. 
this could in fact be a service that determines whether someone lives or dies. And really, in the end, that's all that really can be said. All right. This is old news, but we do need to talk about it. And that is how the TikTok ban was averted. This actually was a story that came out on Sunday, which unfortunately is a blind spot in the podcast. We normally record this podcast on Saturdays, and it airs on Monday. There was word that the apps would be banned on that on the past Sunday. But basically, Oracle and Walmart, of all places, have went through and bought a 20% stake in the U.S. division of TikTok. ByteDance is going to continue to own an overwhelming majority, you know, being the rest of TikTok, But this was enough to have the ban be subverted. WeChat, however, which I'm not going to lie, I almost don't care about WeChat. I know it's essential for some people, but man, man, you're going to have a hard time getting me to, to care about WeChat. But a judge in San Francisco has temporarily blocked the ban, saying that it raises serious questions under the First Amendment guaranteeing free speech. I mean, the judge isn't wrong. That has been one thing that's kind of come up in the first place when it comes to these apps. At the same time, it's hard to deny that the behavior of at least TikTok... I haven't been paying close enough attention to uh, to to WeChat to know if there has been any blatant evidence of WeChat skimming a metric ton of data. I'll admit, I'm not informed enough on that. And honestly, I can't care enough. WeChat's just kind of like, it's just there. Who actually uses WeChat? Does anyone here in the chat currently use WeChat? Someone in the chat says, I, I, do, I do. Not that they do, that, that I, the host, does. And uh, I'm going to go with no. I don't think I've ever even searched on the Play Store for WeChat. What even is WeChat? It's just it's just a freaking messenger app, right? WeChat. Uh da, 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 da. phone is loading. Yeah, it's just a, it's just an instant messenger service sort of thing. Yeah, I'd rather use Discord. So that's the current situation. What's new, however, 
is that uh, China and their Communist Party is, uh, well, they're a bit salty, to say the least, about uh, the the behavior TikTok is facing. And it's just like, maybe we should impose a ban and do something very similar to, I don't know, Facebook. You know, I'm not going to lie. The Chinese Communist Party having a a hold, having a hold of a large chunk of Facebook is quite possibly one of the most terrifying things I've ever heard. Even more terrifying than Facebook is currently. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to continue my current lifestyle of not using Facebook, WeChat, or TikTok. I think that's what I'm going to do. So there we go. And, well, more... More filings have been made by the current Department of Justice... Into looking into ByteDance and their connections to the Communist Party. So, if you thought last Sunday that the TikTok story was going to go away, because holy cow, the all the stories on Sunday made it look like TikTok's finally getting out of the news so we can move on to making fun of Sony. Boy, boy, you were wrong. Speaking of other stories that won't go away, Epic versus Apple. There's a topic we love talking about, right? Oh, boy. So let's talk about that, about how, how about Epic versus Apple. Apple has recently made a claim. Keep in mind, by the way, the hearings haven't even started. They actually start Monday. Woo! Apple has made a claim during all this that the only reason Epic has started this claim is that Fortnite's popularity on iOS was dying. Epic has rejected that claim and just said, nah, it wasn't. This is what our claim is currently on iOS. You know what I'd say? And I can't, and I'm glad that I can say this. I don't think Fortnite's popularity on iOS was dying at all. I think Fortnite's popularity as a whole is finally dying. Let's be perfectly honest. Fall Guys has taken a huge chunk of popularity out of Fortnite. And then just to make matters even worse in the gaming space, the indie game Among Us, a space mo- a space uh, Salem like game or mafia or you you've you've seen these games before, has taken a massive hold of the popular gaming front. And I'm not going to lie, 
seeing the indie devs taking number one game spots, it makes me happy. Especially it being a game that's not a battle royale. Granted, Fall Guys is a battle royale. Among Us, though, absolutely is not. At all, in any way, shape, or form. A battle royale. So I'm actually glad to see that as a whole. But if you think that Epic's just kind of alone on this, you would be wrong. Spotify and other app developers are also kind of siding with Apple saying, or siding with Epic in this whole thing, saying that, you know, 30% is kind of uh, a bit much. And let me tell you, Linus Tech Tips actually had a very fascinating breakdown of what the Epic versus Apple story actually means. And it actually goes into the history of why 30%? Because 30% is a common number that's used. In fact, game console platforms use 30%. And this case is actually going to affect Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo as well. The reason 30% is used is because that's what retail outlets have used since 19 always. Because that 30% is supposed to also cover the cost of those retail outlets to physically hold the product. To actually pay salespeople to sell said product. To cover all the costs of the store to move your product. These digital outlets like the Apple App Store, there is none of that. There is no cost associated with housing the app other than, you know, the space on the server. But that cost is nothing compared to the actual physical space a Best Buy would need to have a console game disc. Or, you know, the staff, the, the everything else. So, I said it before, I think Spotify does have a case in this. It's going to be very interesting to see how this goes down. Just know, we are far from this case being over. Especially since... Apple does make exceptions. We talked early on that, in fact, exceptions are made in cases where places like Amazon have only received a 15% cut instead of a 30% cut. And in fact, now Apple has made it so that Facebook's online events the thing where Facebook let the people who host the events keep 100% of the revenue, but on 
Apple, but on but on the iOS and Google platform, they had to post up that Facebook isn't taking a cut, but Apple is. And that didn't make Apple look good, and Apple decided, you know, that's making us look bad. Let's go and waive that fee so we stop looking bad. Wow. What a concept. So at least Apple came to its senses when it comes to being generous. With no good uh, way to shift gears, I just want to let everyone know that there's going to be a major Windows 10 update. That's going to have quite a few interesting features, like fixing a lot of the problems that the major release back in May caused. And in fact, making the new Edge browser into the default Edge browser. I just want to know. Is it going to nuke streamer audio setups again? I've actually had great luck recently, but man, I have heard some horror stories about it messing around with your audio setups. And it is a nightmare to go find it because there's like eight different sub menus when it comes to audio. However, you want my advice? This update is currently being planned for the fall. We keep hearing October. I'm sorry, November being the expected release date. Here's what you do, all right? In the middle of, here's what you do in the middle of October. You go to your start menu. You go to your settings, all right? You go to your settings, right, right? You then go to update and security. You click that. You go to your Windows update. And then you go to pause updates. And you set that, that pause updates. I can't do it right now. For that, you go to pause updates. And you go to pause up, and you just keep pausing your updates until it won't let you do it again anymore. That's what you do. You can, you can delay it for an absurd amount of time. Another, another way that's even easier, just go to advanced options when you're in that same menu. At the very bottom, it says pause updates. And you just roll, scroll that all the way down to whatever the longest you can do there. That's the key. Prevent that update from coming through. That way, if it bricks more things, you're safe. It's going to brick someone else's stuff and not yours. And then they're going to pull the update. And then your stuff won't be ruined. I'm just saying, I know you're supposed to go and get these security updates because it actually is. It actually does help 
a lot of problems and it is supposed to, you know, make your computer more secure and God, Windows is, of course, a collection of bugs and security vulnerabilities that happens to be a, a, an operating system. But man, you know, just there's been so many bad critical updates or not critical, but major updates. That's just better. Just let someone else be that guinea pig. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about Tesla's battery day and the Amazon hardware event that announced basically the future. It, It announced the future. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Hear that snoring? Two sleeping puppies. Oh, they're awake! And they're heading over to that cute chubby baby that's just sitting there. What? Oh, now they're licking his face. Words will never do this justice. You'll just have to picture it. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you engineered to a higher standard the human standard the new 2021 lexus ls experience amazing at your lexus dealer welcome back eagle eyes on tech I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so Tesla plans on making batteries. Supposedly, they are working on their battery manufacture process in order to create a $25,000 car. That's the goal, to get the cost that low. So, here's my first thoughts, all right? I'm just going to make this as simple as possible. Holy cow, is Battery Day so overhyped? I want my two hours back! Two flippin' hours! For Tesla to say, yeah, we trying to make batteries cheaper. And better. There. I've summed up the whole process. Yeah, they go into more detail about how they're not going to use cobalt. They're not going to use battery tabs. They're instead going to use a different form factor entirely on the interior of of the cell. Instead using a bunch of little tabs built on the material. Who cares? Pretty much the only people who care about that are people actually in the battery making industry which by the way no one there other than the engineer and Elon Musk fall into that category 
I want my I'm I'm still salty about this. I want my two hours back. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Tesla has plans for more efficient batteries to the surprise of literally no one. Amazon announced pretty much everything. Okay, not specifically everything, but uh there's a lot that was actually announced. First off. Amazon has made their Fire Stick. This is the HDMI set-top box stick-like device that plugs into the back of the TV. Faster and more power efficient. Yay. And also made a light version of it that is $10 less. The classic option will still be $40, and this new light version will be $30. I hope it's better than the last one I tried, which admittedly was a long time ago. That thing was awful. Straight up awful. Amazon is also rolling out a new version of the Echo Show. The Echo Show, if you don't know, is a Echo device. Echo, by the way, is their... It's their smart speaker. All right, I'm going to keep referring to it as the Echo because that's its actual name. And also, it doesn't trigger anyone's Echo other than my own because I made that the command word. Everyone else left it as the default, which starts with an A and and, and rhymes with Exa. The new show, however, is actually rather interesting. It's on a base and on a uh, stand... And the important thing is that this stand is motorized. It will actually follow you as you use it to communicate, to to video chat with people. I'm not going to lie, though. It's a really cool feature. And, in fact, now gives this technology to people who don't trust Facebook and trust Amazon more than they trust Facebook. Which is a larger percentage than you'd think. So I, for one, love this idea. I'd love to see a standalone version, though, that uh, is not built into an Echo. So there's that. Unfortunately, there is only a 10-inch version of this new modified version. However, it does have the built-in physical camera shutter. So if you are, like myself... Someone who just wants a smart speaker with a screen on it. Which actually is more helpful than you'd think. But don't want the camera functionality. You can just slide the camera shutter to permanently be shut. So that that spy camera will only see white plastic. However, this new version is a bit more expensive. It does cost $250. Speaking of cool tech, Amazon's Ring, by the way, Ring is the is the uh, doorbell company that was then bought by Amazon is now part of the home security feature, has released quite possibly the coolest thing I have seen in a long time. It is a camera drone. 
We now live in an era where you can go ahead and buy this dock device that when the security system is set, it will undock itself and patrol the house and record whenever it detects motion. Which is both really cool and really terrifying at the same time. As far as privacy goes, though, I mean, it's a drone. You're gonna hear it coming. Let's be perfectly honest. You're not gonna have to worry about a drone spying on you. You're gonna hear it. That being said, though, I mean, it is it is marketed as a home security device. As a bi- business owner, I'm not going to lie. This would be super cool to monitor your business. I'm serious. This would be freaking awesome. Nobody's there. And all of a sudden, motion's be- being, being detected. You don't got to worry about if it's a false alarm or not. Your freaking drone is going to undock itself and check for you. Is it a motion sensor that that has... Is it a motion sensor that's on, on the fritz? Is it just a mouse? Or did Bill from accounting sneak in to go, to go raid the cash register drawer? I'm not going to lie. I think this has a lot more small biz- business potential than it does home use potential. Maybe that's just me. The drone, however, is going to is only going to be available via invitation only and is going to launch next year. It's most likely going to launch in a bigger capacity towards the end of 2021. Whether we'll be allowed to leave our homes by then, who knows? Ring also released a new security system for cars. Which is interesting, to say the least. There is Ring Car Cam and Ring Car Connect. Ring Car Connect is, in fact, just software, and it's currently only capable... Only... Currently compatible with the Tesla models that spell out sexy. Whatever, you go do that. The car cam, on the other hand, is a device that is compatible with any car because it doesn't require the car to have anything. It's just a standalone device. And it's rather, it's neat. It, it is really neat. It is pretty much just a dash cam. And it has the Amazon Assistant built into it. And in fact, has this feature that they specifically 
built into it that uh, both with which I both find pretty funny and also really sad that you can just say Alexa I'm being pulled over and it'll start recording and send a notification to uh, your to your phone or your significant other's phone that you were in fact pulled over Uh, yeah, I made myself sad too. They also launched the ring car alarm that will monitor for impacts, break-ins, towing, and more that will send notifications and will plug directly into the OBD port, which is the diagnostic port into that it's in almost every single car in existence. And that will cost $5.99 no subscriptions on any of these. Now, again, maybe because I'm a business owner, but again, not going to lie. Um, as far as just like a cheap monitoring s- system for monitoring a fleet, you know, ring car and the and the the ring car cam and car alarm might be onto something. Hmm. Moving away from cars, Amazon also announced the Euro 6 routers, which is their mesh routers that I forgot they had until this morning when I did the prep for this. And it it, it supports Wi-Fi 6. That's pretty much all you need to know. There's other features, but the only one that really matters is it's a mesh Wi-Fi router network. Meaning that you set up multiple of these routers and they extend one big Wi-Fi umbrella based on all of it. It lets you connect a lot of devices. Specifically, this one says 75 devices simultaneously. Which, granted, is a lot more possible nowadays than it was before. The Euro 6 starts at 129 and the Euro 6 Pro is priced at 229.99 and they will be available later this year. Neat. There's going to be updates to the Amazon Assistant to try and better understand what you're saying. And with that, comes the new design of uh, the Echo. The only thing I can assume is that the Amazon crew just finished playing Dragon Quest XI or finished watching, binge-watching Dragon Ball Z or finished watching Celeste speedruns because the new Echo and Echo Dot are orbs. I am dead serious. The new Echo seems to be about the size of a bowling ball. And don't get... First off, before we move on, uh, move on from there, it does have a flat bottom. Do not worry 
about your your new echo rolling off your desk. The rest of it is, in fact, an orb with a flat bottom. The new Echo does have a radically new new display, a higher-end processor, upgraded speakers. Someone in the chat is saying that the regular Echo now has a clock built into it. I don't think it does. I think the Echo is just, like, the good speaker with, uh, with, uh, no lights other than the ring light on the bottom. Yeah, there, there is, this particular article does not mention that the Echo has, has a clock in it. I don't believe it does. He says, skimming through it one last time to make sure he didn't miss it. Yeah, it, it. Doesn't say it does. The new Echo Dots, however, are also smaller. They say that it can fit in the palm of your hand, so it's probably going to be about the size of a baseball. That starts at $4.99. The Echo Dot with a clock built into it is going to be $5.99. And the Echo Dot Kids Edition that has basic hard-level sort of filters in it so that You can't ask it to say, like, that it won't play songs with explicit lyrics or anything like that. Does come now with these adorable little cartoon animal faces on them. The two that I have here in this article has a a tiger face and a panda face. Image is a sucker for that sort of stuff. That that is freaking adorable. Oh, yeah, it just says a panda or a tiger. Those are available for $5.99. Like I said, those have built-in filters in them, so it won't play, like, explicit lyrics. You can't accidentally have your kid order adult toys or anything like that. So that is what was all announced on the hardware side. And then that brings us to... Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about this additional feature... Amazon also released Guard Plus. It is a premium version of its Guard service, which I didn't know it had. Which will now turn your Echo speakers and smart displays into home security devices. And even better, Guard Plus will now have your Echo assistance Bark at intruders for $50 a year. I can, I don't know what the heck happened, but I can hear the echo in my bathroom going off and muttering something. For all I know, my echo in my bathroom just ordered a whole bunch of dildos. God, I'd hope not. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know how good the guard setup is. I'd assume you need uh, some motion sensors and whatnot to go with it for it to be a true, genuine home security system. But just the thought 
that you could have your Echo bark at intruders is pretty funny. All right, let's talk about Luna. At the same event, and this was the biggest talk, at least in the tech circled circles that I'm in by far. Luna is Amazon's cloud gaming service. It now has a name. It is now confirmed to exist. It is no longer a giant box of speculation. So what does it mean? Well, Luna will launch at first with They're not even saying how many different games. But. Oh God, what was the what was the library? I, I am now like being driven mad by this. I want to say Luna is going to launch with 50 games. And in addition to that, you can subscribe then to other developer channels on Luna. For an additional price. So you're basically buying cable packages except it's video games luna plus starts at 599 is currently an early access full disclosure i personally did apply to gain early access just because i want to actually give it a try i actually do want to see how well it performs However, Amazon did do one smart thing. They didn't say anything stupid. The controller for Luna does not have, quote, gender neutral features, TM, which to this day, We still don't know what that means. They are not promising negative latency. They are, however, saying that the Luna controller does connect directly to the cloud instead of to the local device to help reduce latency. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. And that the controller is good. TM. It will have direct Twitch integration so that if you say find a streamer playing a game you like, you can in fact just have a button on Twitch that pulls it up directly. Yay. I love it. TM. And they did, in fact, give some Twitch streamers, of which I was not one of them, and I'm definitely not salty about that at all. And to make things even better, the Twitch streamers they did give in, they did not let those Twitch streamers say their own opinions, but rather clearly read off a script as to what to say, because no Twitch streamer talks about how how uh, how good it is that it integrates directly with AWS.
it, it, it was painfully obvious that the streamers they brought did not voice their own opinions. It, it was just like, look, Amazon. Here's some solid advice. All right. If you're going to go sponsor someone's trip, don't give them a script. If you want to try and make it so that the per- so that the random influencer of which by the way, I didn't recognize any of the streamers they brought in. Granted, I'm in a rather obscure section of Twitch compared to most of Twitch, but I didn't recognize a single one. None of them didn't recognize a single one of the streamers that they supposedly brought down. It would not surprise me at all if they just grabbed some of the random developer's kids, threw a Twitch hoodie on them and said, hey, hold this controller, read this line. Here's what you do. You give them talking points. You say, say whatever you want, but kind of have it be about this. If you're going to go ahead and just shove words in, if you want to be genuine, what you do is you take streamer, put them on couch, say, hear controller, go nuts. Hear Mike talk. It was painfully obvious that was not the case here. But that being said, I am willing to give this a shot. As I said, I applied for early access. I am willing to put down some of my own money to give this a fair try. I tried to give Stadia a fair try. But it was dead on arrival. It's hard for me to give it a fair try when your first impression is poking a dead body. That being said, I do like the fact the pricing for Luna is based on just it being a catalog. Here you go. Go nuts. Pay fee monthly. I don't like the fact that you have to pay to get access to each individual developer. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in the grand scheme of things, this is the right way to go. A happy medium between paying only for the games you want and having an a la carte sort of amazing experience. Only time will tell when it comes to this. One thing that was kind of a fascinating talking point about it is uh, the fact that the Amazon Luna servers are not running on Linux. They are running on Windows. They are running on Windows servers And they straight up said which GPUs they're running. They're running NVIDIA T4 GPUs. 
What the heck is a T4? I'm glad you asked, said the guy who asked. The NVIDIA T4 is not a GeForce card. It is not a Quadro card. It is a Tesla GPU. A Tesla GPU is a dedicated server GPU. And uh, they are not cheap. And to use these for gaming is uh, fascinating. Basically, to to uh, basically to put it out there, it's well, it's a supercomputer GPU. What's more inter- What's great about it, though is that it's energy efficient. This GPU is only 70 watts. The actual specs of it, we're talking 2,560 CUDA cores, 16 gigabytes of uh, GPU memory on there, It is a low-profile PCI Express card. But the thing is, is that it's only a single GPU card. So unless they hate themselves, it's only going to be, it's going to be each machine only getting one card. This card in itself is actually just fascinating. The sheer small size of this, and I want to actually quickly double check here, but I'm pretty sure the actual CUDA core count on this actually brings it pretty close to the RTX 2070. We're going to bring it up right here. If it is, that's rather interesting that NVIDIA went ahead and made a data data center capable card like this and got it down to 70 watts. Yeah, the 2070 is a 2,304 CUDA core part. The T4 is a 2,560 CUDA core part, but it does have tensor cores in it, as well as ray tracing cores. It's on the Turing architecture, so it's not the it's not on the 3,000 series. It is closer to that of a 2,000 series. It's a very interesting card. And the fact that they cut down the power consumption by a th- by two-thirds. Interesting. 
it's a very fascinating card, and I cannot wait to get my hands on one if one ever shows up on a used computer palette. We're going to take a break here. When we come back... Well, actually, no. We're going to quickly... We're going we're gonna to cover one last thing. And it's the fact that Luna has found a way to get around Apple's rules. Because apparent, you remember how Apple wouldn't let NVIDIA, Google, or Xbox go ahead and uh, publish their apps? They, they were told they need to go and, and publish an app for each individual game. Amazon's Luna dodges this rule by just making it a web app. Why didn't you think of that, Google? You're the king of web apps. Why? <laughs> How did you not? How did you not figure this out? Oh, uh, man. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about NVIDIA and how well the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X launches went. Spoiler alert, they went about as well as you think they did. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. You gotta see this dog. It's a little puffball. It looks like a piece of cotton candy that I could just eat up. Oh, and it waddles when it walks. He's a little ducky dog. Oh, I wish you could see it. We really should have planned this better. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So the 3DS was officially killed off, but the online play features of the 3DS and the eShop will continue to be available. According to Nintendo, they have no plans currently to end the online services of the 3DS. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little sad when those services do end. There's a lot of really good games on the 3DS, and I really do wish that capturing footage off of 3DS wasn't such a big pain in the butt. So we have that going on. Former Blizzard CEO and co-founder have decided that Blizzard has gone too... (laughs) 
pick an adjective. Just pick one, really. Blizzard's just been a hot mess lately. So, the former Blizzard CEO and their co-founder have created Dreamhaven. Not gonna lie. I can't wait to see what this new venture entails. Because let's be honest, Blizzard right now is pretty much a shell of its former self. And a lot of the horror stories we've heard about how it's managed on the inside, uh, you don't have a whole lot of hope for them, and I don't either. And it's a dang shame, really. So we'll see down the road what New Haven will provide. In any case, Sony had their PlayStation 5 pre-orders this week. And uh, can anyone guess how well they went? If you guessed absolutely flawlessly and everyone got a free kitten with their PlayStation 5... You are insanely optimistic, and I like that. We, we need more people as, as hopeful as you out there in the world. Unfortunately, you are wrong. The PlayStation 5 pre-order was... Uh, it went about as well as the RTX 3080 pre-order. In other words, uh, not very well. Like, at all. And Sony says, We're sorry. And we promise to do better next time. Didn't Sony promise us for months upon months upon months upon months upon months? Supply wasn't going to be an issue. Don't worry. Supply is not going to be an issue at all. Supply's not going to be an issue at all. And what did I say? I said, uh huh, yeah, sure it is. Sure. Sure, it won't be an issue. Well, now look how stupid you look. By the way, I, I actually am legitimately not sure if I have it in my stack or not. AMD! is promising when their GPUs launch, supply's not going to be an issue. Our pre-order is going to be rock solid and everyone's going to get puppies and unicorns and a free ice cream and it's all going to be happy-go-lucky. Bots aren't going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Honestly, when was the last time there was ever a pre-order? That went smoothly and the pre-orders met demand. Has Apple taught you all nothing? Have you all learned nothing? (sighs) Also... I will say this. 
at least the PlayStation 5 uh, pre-orders weren't nearly as bad as the Xbox pre-orders. The Xbox pre-orders were worse. Because not only did you have supply issues, and they all sold off pretty quickly, but in addition to that, because the Xbox team has no idea how names work. Also, holy cow, I am coming to the conclusion that every single ad that's going to pop up on my ad banners, despite the fact I have ad block on, are just going to be political ads. Like, holy cow. Regardless, because Microsoft has no idea how names work and thinks that naming something the Xbox Series X when your previous product was called the Xbox One X, they didn't think any problems would happen. Or maybe that was part of the long con. Yes, that was the plan. The plan was to have a short supply of the Xbox Series X to move a whole bunch of Xbox One Xs by people who weren't able to notice the difference because the le- cause the names were only one word off and that word was series. A word no one thinks about. So yeah, people accidentally bought the Xbox One X instead of the Xbox Series X. And no, it was not from mislabeled scam artists on eBay or wherever. Slow freaking clap. Well, while Microsoft is busy figuring out how uh, how names work, they really should try and get some new fresh blood in it. Uh, uh, Maybe some employees who are known for always putting out a quality product and never make any mistakes ever. Well, while Microsoft and the Xbox team are figuring that out, uh, they instead decide to add more clueless dinguses to their crew by buying up Bethesda. Real talk, though, this is actually a huge deal. Bethesda actually does own quite a lot of very beloved and very capable staff members and a whole lot of very well-known IP, including Dishonored. Wolfenstein, The Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, 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 Fallout, Doom, Starfield, The Evil Within, Prey, Skyrim, and of course, Skyrim. Did I mention Skyrim? So that's a lot of very well-known and very capable members. Because the thing is that Bethesda games on paper are amazing. 
But they have been brought down over and over and over again by terribly crippling bugs. But then again, some other games have just been fantastic. I've never heard anyone say any, anything terrible about the Dishonored franchise. Heck, they have a new game coming out currently that's... Uh, what, what was it? Uh, what was it called? The um, Death Clock? or No, not Death Clock. God dang it. What is the new game that's, that's coming out on the Switch? God dang it. But other games like Prey, fantastic game. Granted, not many people play it anymore. Deathloop, that's what it was. That's a franchise that looks fantastic. The Doom games have had nothing but good things said about them. Wolfenstein. Uh... Okay, yeah, Wolfenstein's in a bit of a slump. They, that, Wolfenstein kind of wrote itself into a hole. Yeah, so maybe this actually can be a good thing. All right? Because keep in mind, Bethesda does have a whole lot of studios under them as well. And now they're all in the Microsoft family. There is a lot of potential... And quite frankly, maybe, just maybe, over the Xbox management, some of these games that have been very rough around the edges, or in the case of Fallout 76, which is just a ball of barbed wire, maybe it can be smoothed out. And this might actually be an amazing thing for Bethesda. I mean, clearly it's an amazing thing for Xbox because all of a sudden now you have all these IPs under your umbrella. With that said, though, the last major purchase Team Xbox made of a studio was rare. Yeah, all that hope I just placed out just kind of left the room the moment I mentioned Rare. Huh. Yeah. Rare didn't exactly go very well after being bought by Xbox. Granted, Rare is a story about how all their talent left... And all that was left of Rare was their C-team by the time Xbox bought them. So there is that. Rare did re- did recently re- release a new uh, Battletoads game, thus ending the meme once and for all of crank calling GameStop with Battletoads for the Wii. Which honestly is for the best. Even though that meme died. 87 years ago. 
haven't heard very many things about the new Battletoads game. Like, the last I heard was like, oh, it was okay. Which I guess is better than... Getting crank called about Battletoads for the GameCube. So that's where Bethesda now falls. Shifting gears, but still staying on the battle on the Battletoads. Bat on the Xbox One category. Oh dang, I actually just realized that segue I just missed, but oh well. Oh, oh well. You can now play all your Xbox One games on Android. For free. All then the only thing it'll cost you is actually having an Xbox. Xbox Remote Play, which was previously called Xbox Console Streaming, is now available for Android users. So that's cool, I guess. Question mark? I don't know. I still want to get get a hold of a uh, of other servers and actually actually try building my own home cloud streaming nonsense. Maybe I'll do it with this GTX 780 I have sitting here. Hmm. Well, in any case. Xbox did blatantly go, or not blatantly, but uh, commit to saying that it will gain iOS support for xCloud one way or another. You know, Xbox, if I may make a suggestion, just just copy, uh, just copy um, uh, Amazon's homework over there. Just do that. Easy peasy. However, I do have bad news for Xbox fans. We do have confirmation that the one terabyte SSD expansion module for the Xbox Series X and S is in fact 220 Dollars. Yeah, well, SSDs are expensive. Have you ever looked at what the price is for a one terabyte SSD that that speeds? It's crazy. You know, it's funny you asked, uh, voice in my head. Because I did just look it up. It's $120. Granted, that's for a Gen 3 NVMe. What if it's a Gen 4? Well, if it is, then it's uh, $170. Oh, never mind. Here's one for $164. Yeah. 
Um, and granted, that was with me just very quickly running over to Amazon.com and just plug in one terabyte NVMe. I'm sure if you go ahead and do some actual digging, you might even find a better deal than that. I just glanced over, and for whatever reason, on the Amazon page, there is a video auto-playing with the sound off of some guy talking into what looks like a blue Yeti with a dead cat on it. Why are you doing that to your USB mic? Uh, so yeah, the $220 price tag on this expansion module is absurd, especially when you consider the price of the console is only $299 for the Series S. So think about this for a second. You go ahead, you spend $300 on the Series S. It only has... 512 gigabytes of internal storage. You want to expand that. All right, you expand it to one you expand it to one and a half terabytes now. And now your total cost of investment is $520. Or you could have just paid $500 for the Series X and had 1 terabyte out the gate. Huh. All of a sudden, uh, the size concern of the Series S, especially since this generation is said that all the games run off just the SSD. Even if you get the drive version, the game is going to be 100% on the internal storage. Well, someone in the chat says it's like the uh, the Indiana Jones Jones thing with the Series S. You bought the console for $300 and then Microsoft's just like, hey, look at this. And you're like, what's that? It's the antidote for the poison you just drank. You know, it's going to be really fascinating. I want to know how quickly it's going to be for third-party developers to make their own enclosure for the Xbox Series X and that expansion slot. Chat says the two, the, the $220 price would be expected for Gen 4. No. <laughs> no, because Gen 4 is 164. It's still freaking it's still high. 
Granted, it's closer than if you compare it to Gen 3. But no, here, I'll go... Here, here here's, here's the link chat. To the frickin' one terabyte one I just found. For 164. And that price is going down. My add-on that won't sponsor me did in fact just confirm. So I don't know, we'll see. We, we shall see how things go. Alright, let's talk NVIDIA. I have been teasing NVIDIA all day. Let's talk about NVIDIA. They have now launched their RTX 3090 card. And, well, the only reason to get this is either A, you cannot wait for the the person in the chat said they were looking at the 980 Pro on Samsung, which is a higher tier. You really think they're going to use the highest tier? Actually, you know what? Real quick here, real quick. We're going we're gonna to pause the recording here real quick. I want to actually get numbers. All right, we just quickly looked up the numbers. The throughput that is listed as the Xbox Series X internal reading capacity is 2.4 gigabytes per second raw. However, they want to tote out their 4.8 gigabytes per second compressed with custom hardware compression block. That doesn't matter in this case because that's all done with software and their own custom compression. That is not that has nothing to do with the controller on the SSD. A Gen 3 drive. I just grabbed a random PNY. Which, granted, PNY knows their stuff when it comes to making electronics. Their re-speeds are 3,500 megabytes per second. Which is roughly 3.4 gigabytes per second. I'm roughly rounding down because I know... That the you you know why I'm being generous, being more in favor of it. So yeah, no. It is a massive, massive upscaling on that two hundred and twenty dollar SSD expansion. All right, let's talk about the RTX thirty ninety. The RTX 3090 launch decided to be drunk. That is the only way to describe it. Before the launch day, at least two YouTubers were sponsored by NVIDIA to promote 8K gaming. Specifically, MKBHD, who launched his video first, I might add, who also is like the last person you think of when it comes to a PC building YouTuber. MKBHD is a tech channel, but he's more for crazy high-end cameras, cars, and cell phones. That's pretty much his bread and butter. And Max. 
and just making everything matte black. That's where MKBHD is. The other YouTuber, you probably already guessed it or probably already knew, it's Linus Tech Tips. The tech channel that's known for doing crazy over-the-top nonsense. So that's how they launched. For the 3090, which was what everyone expected to be the new Titan card. And not gonna lie, and I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, it definitely made everyone, every other tech YouTuber, a bit annoyed. Gamers Nexus was very, very verbal in their criticism of uh, NVIDIA and their marketing. Jay's Two Cents was kind of offhanded in regarding it, that they weren't very thrilled with it. But in the end, it's a card with 24 gigabytes of onboard memory. It's a card that's priced at $1,400. Or is it $1,500? It doesn't matter. In the end for gaming performance, it's only 15% faster to 20% faster than the RTX 3080. As far as the gaming card goes, the only reason you spend this much extra money for that is if you're a lunatic or if you want it as a quadro replacement right now, this very instant before the quadro cards are released. Keep in mind, the only cards that currently exist on the Ampere architecture is the RTX 3080, the RTX 3090, and the super high-end supercomputer card that I already forgot its name. I think it's called like the A1 or something like that. And no, it's not a bottle of freaking steak sauce you plug into your computer. Also, stop using A1 steak sauce. Just season your steaks properly. Steak sauce. But yeah, the high RAM count, the only time it's going to be useful is in 8K gaming, which, by the way, good luck gaming in 8K on all of the no 8K monitors that exist. And then also in professional workloads. That's when VRAM is the most useful. Professional workloads. So it's just, it's the RTX 3090 is even more bizarre because when it comes to professional workloads, a lot of the Titan driver optimizations that were for the Titan cards in the past, which were, which were professional cards first and could also game are not in the drivers for the RTX 3090. Which makes this card even more baffling. So in the long run, the way I see it, the only home the RTX 3090 is going to see in the end is either A, professional users that need that GPU power now, 
crazy enthusiasts that just want the biggest, baddest, honkingest card ever. Overclockers who want to go for GPU overclocking world records with, with liquid nitrogen. And that's pretty much it. It's, it doesn't have a whole lot of room. It has even less of a market space than Titan cards normally do. Oh, yes, and it sold out instantly. And uh, it's probably being scalped. I'm not sure. I'd have to check later. So there's that. But there's more. But we're going to tell you more about that when we come back. About why getting any RTX 3000 card might not be the best idea in the world. We saved big money with our progressive home and auto bundle and used the cash to take a family vacation. To Hawaii. Who's up for a luau? Yeah. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough to go to Hawaii. They'll probably use it for things like the mortgage and groceries, or even a travel magazine, so at least they can see pictures of Hawaii. Aloha! (laughs) Yes, say hello to those beautiful Hawaiian beaches in that magazine. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value, or their eloquence, It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, I want to stress this. This is... The following is still a developing story. I want to stress that greatly. This is still being looked into. We don't have all the information yet. All right? It has been coming out that more and more people with their RTX 3080s and 3090s have been crashing to desktop when the game comes under a serious load. And it seems to be whenever the card boost clocks itself. Modern GPUs now use what's referred to as a boost clock. These cards have a normal base clock, and then whenever there's additional power, it'll then basically overclock itself a little bit to give you a little bit more performance as long as it has the power and thermal headroom. When it's doing this boost, the cards crash. 
Now, it's not uncommon for newly released cards to have unoptimized drivers. It's not uncommon at all for new cards to get newer drivers and suddenly have a whole bunch of newly discovered performance because the initial launch drivers were underwhelming. However, according to Igor's lab, they believe they've discovered that it has to do with the power delivery caps on the underside of the cards. Basically, there are two different kinds of these power delivery caps that are used in these cards. One is called POS caps, which I'm going to, from here on out, refer to as the cheaper ones, and the MLCCs, referred to as, which are, which I'm going to refer to as the small ones. The actual reference spec that NVIDIA launches calls for five of the cheap ones, the POS caps, and one of the MLCCs. However, there's one thing to keep in mind. This time around with the Ampere architecture, NVIDIA didn't just make the reference board, which is the spec that said five POS caps and one MLCC. They also made their own custom board for the Founders Edition. The Founders Edition has four POS caps and two MLCCs. Under just about every single card that is crashing a desktop when trying to boost has either five or six POS caps and one or zero MLCCs. Keep in mind the POS caps are cheaper and the MLCCs are more expensive and also are smaller and therefore much harder to put on the card. Now, on paper, this sounds like a simple problem. Just like, oh, just, just, just doing it wrong. They should have caught this before launching the card. The problem is power delivery is not as simple as I just made it sound. It has more to do than just the caps on the underside of the GPU. There's tons of other circuitry on the rest of the card that has to do with power delivery. Far more than I even know about. It's why this is still a developing story. 
because there is still more research being done as to why. Right now, we know that pretty much every card, except for the Founders Edition card from NVIDIA, and seemingly all of Asus's cards, those cards are not crashing. Every other one is. Now, before we start blaming every company in existence for shipping faulty cards, let's go over some of the other stuff that's been going on. One thing that was brought to my attention is that at least Colorful realized something was wrong. Colorful is another GPU brand. Because they actually did reach out to some influencers and said, hey, we just shipped you a card to review. Please hold off on the review. We just think we found something wrong with our cards, specifically involving our overclock button. Sure enough, underneath the card, five POS caps, one MLCC. I am also amazed that I said there's no way I'm going to remember these acronyms, and I am, only because they're sitting right in front of my face and I'm remembering to look at them. The instant I leave this page, I'm going to forget these acronyms. I guarantee it. EVGA. Well, actually, I should say, until today, no one has said anything publicly. Until today, EVGA came out, admittedly, well, AVGA came out and said, we believe that there are, that caps are causing crash issues. And they are looking into a fix. Now, before we start praising EVGA for going public with this, they didn't go public with this until roughly 16 hours after Jay's Two Cents released a 20-minute video talking about this very issue. Admittedly, that same issue, that same video was how this came to my attention. Now, with that all said, other people are noticing that some cards are intentionally downclocking themselves and restricting how much they will boost. And no one was certain why. Until now, where almost everyone is now suspecting this exact issue is exactly why. Yay! So pretty much every single card that scalpers are trying to go and get tens of millions of dollars for are most likely defective. Oh boy! So my recommendation, uh, wait... Uh, let's wait and see how this is handled. Because there's a decent chance that every single 3080, you're not going to get the performance you were originally expecting. There is a decent chance this could lead to a lawsuit. Because, let's be honest, the reference design that NVIDIA sent out is 5 and 1. NVIDIA themselves are using 4 and 2.
I mean, there's more to it than just that, but just with that evidence alone, it doesn't look good. And who knows what this is going to mean for the 3070. The only other Ampere card right now that is planned. Now, with that said, there are rumors... And I hate these rumors, by the way. But there are also rumors that there's going to be an RTX 3080 with 20 gigabytes of VRAM instead of 10. What? Why? What the? Why? You're making everyone who bought the 3080 look like a chump. I suspect this 3080 20 gig version is going to be referred to as the 3080 Ti or the 3080 Super. But at the same time, considering the fact that we had the 1660 6 gig and 1663 gig, which were both radically different GPUs and should not have shared the same name, it would not surprise me at all if NVIDIA went and launched a 3080 called a 3080 but instead it has 20 gigs of ram on it and oh by the way miraculously doesn't has a reference board spec that is actually up to code <sighs> just when i thought nvidia has learned from their mistakes it gets messier and messier. And on top of that, there are rumblings. I'm not even going to call them rumor. There are rumblings that Big Navi might, in fact, be faster than the 3080. All right. If you say so, Reddit and several posts on the uh, on the Linus Tech Tips forums. We'll see. I've got to wait and see anyway. Uh, but let me get let me let me ease some concerns off your mind. Let's say you saw Cyberpunk 2077 was coming on the pike, and you're like, I need a bigger, higher end GPU in order to play this amazing game. Well, the system re- requirements have been revealed, and. I am fascinated by these specs. The minimum specs are a Core i5-3570K or an AMD FX hot garbage PCU, 8 gigs of memory, an NVIDIA GTX 780 or AMD Radeon RX 470, and 70 gigs of hard drive space, SSD recommended. The recommended specs are a Core i7-4790. Actually, it's a fairly decent, actually pretty high-end CPU. Or a AMD Ryzen 3 3200. 12 gigs of memory. An NVIDIA GTX 1060 or... 
AMD Radeon R9 Fury. And also 70 gigs of SSD storage. You want to know what's fascinating about these system requirements to me? I am holding in my hand right now the GPU I just pulled out of my of my gaming rig, which is a GTX 780 Founders Edition. The card I upgraded to was an NVIDIA GTX 1060. (laughs) I have accidentally managed by pure coincidence when I took advantage of a good deal I found to upgrade from the minimum specs to the recommended specs. Oh yeah, the rest of my system's in code because that's like a freaking Xeon that's the equivalent of a 7700K with like a stupid high amount of memory. And it is a hard drive in there. I just need to get an SSD, which I actually have a spare one of that actually really should go in there. So... There you have it. Nowhere near as demanding as some were expecting. We're going to take one last break here, get some water and whatnot. When we come back, I want to talk about how Samsung is actually getting back to reality and also how AI is just going to put web design out of business entirely. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates National Average Savings by New Customer Surveyed Who Saved in 2019. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. How did I end up here? Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so let's talk about the Samsung event that happened that uh, only a handful saw. Samsung has just gone out and said that this event was for the fans. The Galaxy S20 Fan Edition, or FE. And no, it does not have an active cooling solution. No, it's for the people who actually suck around with Samsung, despite the fact that if you're actually a Samsung fan, if you are actually a fanboy, you know what you went and did? You went ahead and sold your kidney and went and got a a Galaxy... Z Fold 2 to pair up with your Galaxy Z Flip along with your Galaxy Note S20 Ultra along with your watch and your kidney bean earbuds. But I digress. The Galaxy S20 FE 
is not for the fans. That's a lie. The S20 fan edition is for people who actually like their wallets and want a decent phone. It is a glass sandwich like most Samsung Galaxy phones. It has a triple camera array. It does not have the weird zooming camera periscoping thing, but it can zoom pretty far with it with its three standard cameras. It has a it has a very small hole punch camera on the front, 120 gigabytes of internal storage, no expandable storage, no headphone jack because Samsung is allergic to holes despite the fact they put one in your screen. But I digress. But the key feature of this thing is the fact that it is a 120 hertz display. It is a nice, crisp AMOLED screen. Or OLED, I'm sorry. Is it AMOLED or OLED? I don't care. I don't think there's a difference between the two. A Snapdragon 865, which is a solid ARM processor. And the best feature of it all... It starts at $700 in the U.S. And in the U.S., there is only the 5G edition. If you're in the U.K., you can get, you can get the 4G version for 600 Doctor Who monies. In Germany, you, you, it starts at 633 euro dollars. And it goes up from there. I'm not sure what this FE 5G UW is. There's nothing in this article saying what UW means. I didn't notice on other things either, so I'm just going to ignore that. So you pair that up with everything else, and it's just like, hey, you know what Samsung might have realized? Not everyone wants to get a solid phone and pay 1400 freaking dollars for it. Wow, what a concept. Yeah, I am still bitter about the fact that Samsung released a $1,000 phone made of plastic. A sign that Samsung has decided to become more Apple-like than even Apple. That is my problem with Samsung right now. The fact that they are trying to hate their customers more than Apple does. And that is a very difficult feat to reach. One that only companies like Comcast and EA have managed to accomplish. On more helpful notes, uh, Google Maps has added... uh, a COVID-19 layer so that you can see more critical and more precise data about COVID-19 outbreaks in your area. And that's actually, uh, not going to lie, that's actually kind of nice. It will specifically color code counties based on COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people on a seven-day average in every area. So you'll know with this filter on 
whether the area you're about to go to is a COVID-19 hotspot or not. Kind of valid information as you're making your plans. So, not going to lie. Actually kind of cool. Useful info to have. And also evidence that it's 2020. The Tribeca Film Festival has seen the light. And will now add video games to official sections of the film festival. So now... All of those artsy video games, like Plug and Play, that no one still has any idea what the meaning of that game is. Don't pretend like you understand that game. You know you don't. I'm looking at you, mister, I understand everything. You know dang well that game has no meaning. But those games now have a place in the film festival. Because let's be honest, games like that are basically interactive art. Sarcasm aside, though, it is really cool that uh, that video games are now officially being acknowledged as art. The Windows XP source code has leaked and has been spread on the most sophisticated of websites known to man, and therefore we know that the XP source code will be treated with the utmost delicate care and never be used to exploit anything in existence ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, 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 was, it was spread on 4chan. Whee! I mean, realistically, it's going to affect some really old servers that shouldn't use XP at all. So, uh, yeah. Have fun with that. If you're still on XP, uh, it's, it's time to at least upgrade to seven. I'm just saying. Which leads us to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Twitter user, you Twitter user, Twitter user, Sheriff Shamim, that I have most likely mispronounced, has created an AI that will translate whatever you tra- whatever you type in into jsx code as long as whatever you type in is a layout of a web page so if you just go ahead and type in a header that says i love ai and a button with the brain emote it will in fact do exactly that now this is all cool in concept And granted, it's not perfect. It is nowhere close to being everything we've ever wanted in, in an AI. But as a core concept, it is very, very cool. And now you know it's only a matter of time 
until professional web developers are going to be replaced by server farms of nothing but GPUs. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. Please, I do encourage you to check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, which is which is now on pretty much everything, including on Amazon Podcasts. So you should be able to get it on your on your new spherical Echo devices. And also check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Take care, and I hope you have a great day. Goodbye. So how long until AI can make podcasts? How long until VTubers don't even have a human to track their faces and to actually provide the voice for the for their characters? How long until all entertainment is just provided solely with the power of low-profile NVIDIA graphic cards? Soon we will all be replaced by AI. And then the rest of us can just stop thinking. Forever. Alright, that's a terrifying thought. I'm going to go eat ice cream. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value. Or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.